All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Liberty Roundtable today. We answer a unanswered Sunday school question. Is it a sin not to attend church? Well, brother, I can give you a cut and dry answer. Uh, James 4.17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So I would say if you are able to get to go to church and don't, then yes, and for me, that's pretty cut and dry. Cut and dry, huh? Well, you know, we never do anything cut and dry, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> You're right. Let's dig a little deeper. Uh, you know, this is your baby, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's your baby. It comes from your class. <laughs> yeah, but brother, you know, for me, it's really it's really not that cut and dry, yeah. you know, so to speak. Uh, but it But it is a reasonable question especially in the age of technology that we find ourselves in today. Uh, we have our classes and services online. We have them on Facebook, Zoom, YouTube, you know, for everyone to see that wants to look. Yeah. But unfortunately, the COVID epidemic has gotten many folks out of the church house and sitting in the living room watching services on TV in their own house. Of course, this is convenient for anyone who has kids or a busy schedule, but is it worship? Well, brother, as far as I can determine, worship is not a spectator sport. Uh, the command given to the church is to go into the whole world and preach the gospel. So you tell me, which of these words indicate that we can sit at home and not attend church? Well, grant you the gospel can be preached to the whole world using technological marvels that we have. But can they replace corporate worship? you know, together in the church building. I don't think they can. These things are great for the shut-in and for the sick or those who simply can't attend church regularly for one reason or the other, but is it sin? Yeah. Now, for the answer, let's go to the verses in Hebrews 10 that deal specifically with this issue. Well, we'll start in Hebrews 10, verse 22. It says, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah, as you always said, you know, as the day is approaching and we know that it is approaching, now, we all be attending church some more instead of less. That's pretty cut and dry there. That part's cut and dry for sure. Uh, but immediately I noticed why you was reading that. Uh, the words, let us, uh, our. Um, this, these words require that there be more than one. Mm -hmm. Also in verse 24, which tells us to consider one another, showing that there's a group uh, involved here. So the issue of an individual being the church, uh, it kind of falls under its own weight. Well, Hebrews 10.25, brother, we find the verse used by many to show that we must attend worship every service every time the door is open. The word assembling of ourselves together, those words there, definitely reveal the sacred duty we have to come together for the worship of God in one place. In one place, right. And that, the word forsaking there is, is very interesting. Um, it's, and I believe that 
particular word. I believe it's the line that we can draw for when it becomes sin and when it's not becoming sin. The Greek word interpreted here is uh, uh, for forsaken means uh, to leave behind or let remain over. And the Hebrew for the same word means to abandon. And as near as I can tell, neither word means to miss a Sunday or even a bunch of them, but rather means to stop going altogether or, per or perhaps only going occasionally. Now, I certainly don't recommend missing church when it's avoidable. But neither do I take the legalistic approach that God's going to get you somehow if, if you miss a Sunday night or Wednesday or if you don't attend all of the fellowship dinners or work days or whatever is going on. I do believe that those who are not involved in a local New Testament church, they cannot fulfill God's intended purpose of corporate worship. And they, can, and they, can, and they can't give God glory for the things he's done in their lives. Well, the Bible clearly says to God be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And brother, I'm pretty sure that this would include all ages. It says, why? Throughout all ages. So whether you're in the technological age or uh, in, in the church age, it applies. You, you can't give God glory in the church if you're not there. Yeah, you can't give him glory in church if, you can't, if you're not attending church, that's yeah. for sure. You know, church attendance shouldn't really be an issue for a true Christian that loves the Lord. They should desire to come to the place that Christ has laid his life down for. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it. So church attendance, brother, it ought to be a matter of the heart or the inner man. Even though it requires your physical presence, it's the spiritual part of you that should drive you to come to the worship of the Lord. You know, brother, church attendance is a spiritual event that all too often becomes a fleshly experience. In fact, legalistic preachers, they don't even they, they don't help at all with the spiritual reality of church attendance by emphasizing worldly methods like browbeating folks to attend. You know, brother, there are some of those legalistic churches that teach that you will not get to go in the rapture unless you attend every service every time the doors open. That's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Sure is. You know, God, you know, the one thing for sure, if, if someone has to be browbeat to come to church, they're only coming out of guilt. Mm-hmm. But brother, is that what God really wants? No. You know, I don't think so either. I, I just don't think he does. God desires glory that can only come from your spiritual man because church attendance is a spiritual event. That's right. Uh, true corporate worship uh, is kind of the meeting together of spiritual minds focused on the praise and thanksgiving to the one who provided our escape from the bondage of sin and death. And brother, everything we do in our worship service should be to God's glory, whether it's the music, the fellowship, the bulletins, the teaching. Uh, we could just go on and on and on. Uh, it should all be focused on Christ and the gift of life that he gave us by a sacrifice on the cross. You know, the reason churches today have become the uh, worldly organizations they are is because they've stopped focusing on Christ 
and they started to focus on the world. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden, uh, numbers become more important than preaching the gospel to the world, and tithing to support the work of the ministry has given way to supporting the lavish lifestyles of many preachers. As Christians, we're to shun all those things and keep the main thing the main thing. We have a responsibility to meet together for the glory of God and for the work of the ministry. Well, brother, according to 1 Corinthians 10.31, it says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. And that's irregardless of whether we come together to sing, to preach, to pray, to fellowship. Our focus is to be on God. He's the shepherd. And he alone is worthy of our attention. You know, and, and brother, you know, there'll be some kind of a balance between all those things, between the singing and the preaching and the praying and the fellowship. You, you need all those things. You can pray to God in all those ways. Uh, but, you know, we personally benefit from regular church attendance as well. Uh, God always wants what's best for us. If he didn't, if we didn't benefit somehow from regular church attendance, God wouldn't be so zealous for us to attend at all. Uh, Hebrews 10.24 encourages us to consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. We are to encourage one another in love to continue sticking by the stuff. We are to stir up each other to face life in general and to, and to bring our ideas of uh, ministry to life. You know, that's kind of hard to do, brother, sitting in front of your cell phone or television at home. Yeah, it requires a direct participation. It, it requires prayer and, and the involvement of others. When we do this, it causes excitement and it gives vision and, and gives God glory. But even if we didn't benefit, if it didn't benefit us at all, the fact that God receives glory in the church should be enough for us to regularly worship God who is worthy of our worship, adoration, and praise. And brother, he only is worthy of that. That's right. Church attendance and corporate worship uh, benefits the Christian uh, immensely. Well, in fact, John 13, 35 tells us, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for another. And uh, it tells us that by how we love one another, the world will be able to tell that we're a follower of Christ. So what you're saying, brother, is that the fact that our, our neighbors are, are, are seeing us going to church regularly reveals to them that there's something to be gained for them to come to church as well. And that's something gained, it needs to be love. Everyone's looking for love. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther once said that God doesn't need you to go to church, but your neighbors do. In a world that's full of anger and hate, uh, Christ-like fruits like love and peace, joy and patience, well, brother, they're a pretty short supply. They really are. And, and when we come to church, we can learn how to be Christ-like and practice loving one another, uh, taking the focus off of me and mine and placing it on another. And brother, the world sees this, desires to look into it, and then comes to church to experience it for themselves. You know, you miss that opportunity when you miss coming to church. A chance to love and be loved is is well worth the trip. And the benefits for your children uh, is carried by them all their life and in the eternity itself. 
Uh, John 14, 21 says that if we love God, we will keep his commandments. Uh, this would include regularly attending worship services in obedience to Psalms 150 and 1, where it says there to, to praise God in the sanctuary. Praising God as a church and worshiping is an act of obedience. And when done voluntarily, it also shows your love for God himself. You know, we love God because he first loved us and he gave himself for us. Church attendance expresses publicly our love for the Savior. Mm. Brother, church attendance, Sunday school, godly music, all declare our love for God and a desire to learn more about him and his way, which in turn gives us more abundant life on this earth. Bible says that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So brother, the absolute blessings that get poured out as a result of church attendance greatly benefit our personal lives as well. Do you know, brother, the, the church attendance uh, actually enhances your prayer life? Amen. You know, Matthew uh, 18, 19 says that if two of you shall agree on this earth as touching anything that they shall ask and it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And experience has shown uh, me this, uh, that is true. Uh, I can't explain why, but I know it's true. I've seen it here at our church. You know, we have our Wednesday night prayer service where we come together to, to pray for specific needs of, of, the, of the church and for each other. And we've seen God work through that to a great benefit of the body of Christ. And brother, not only does it uh, enhance your prayer life, but it also deepens your intelligence as well as your understanding of God's word. You know, the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, one, one of my, it's one of my favorite verses because it gets you thinking. Mm -hmm. It says that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And, you know, regularly attending Sunday school and, and church uh, and special events give ample opportunity to hear and receive knowledge from God through his scriptures. The Bible was written aforetime for our learning, according to Romans 15, 4. And attending services and Sunday school increases that spiritual knowledge of God and his principle for living our lives. Well, I mean, take, take a look, brother. At one time, and you, you may very well remember this. At one time in this country, the Bible was the most important textbook in the school. Reading it gives us a working knowledge of vocabulary, grammar, history, geography, and that's all in addition to the spiritual knowledge that it reveals to us. You know, it gives understanding uh, to all of today's problems, putting them in their perspective that they can be solved and dealt with. You know, attending services and uh, participating in the study of God's Word inspires us to think for ourselves from a spiritual perspective. You know, in the end, that's all that's going to matter. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.7 says, Consider what I say. And this is Paul talking to Timothy. He says, Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Even worldly sources recognize that reading and studying the Bible increases intelligence in children and protects the cognitive function in adults. What better read is there than the word of the creator himself? 
The main reason for church attendance, however, is to glorify God in all things by obeying his word, which is taught in church services. See, brother, the benefits to our personal lives is immense. Church attendance can not only heal an unregenerate mind, but it can reduce stress and mortality uh, by as much as 55% in middle-aged adults. You know, the church, and, the church brother, also teaches how to, how to love your husband and wife mm-hmm. and how to rule your household. Adhering to God's principles as taught by a Bible-believing church can drop through the risk for divorce by as much as 47%. And, and let's, let's not forget, brother, these are world statistics. Yeah, the this is the secular yeah. statistics that, that have come to realize this. And you can learn exactly what God expects of you and personally your family by being a part of God's family, the church. You know, a church can give instructions for living. It makes you accountable for how you live your life. Church attendance strengthens your relationship with each other. You know, even in your family, within your family, not just your church family, but even in your own family, as well as strengthen your relationship with the Lord. Mm. Brother, people simply don't know what they're missing by not becoming a member of a Scripture New Testament church and coming regularly to learn and worship God. So I guess once again, the question is asked, brother, is not attending church a sin? Well, that kind of depends on whether you're just laying out or whether there's a good reason that you can't attend. Obviously, some folks must work on Sunday. Uh, it's, it's a necessity in this world we live in that farming and police and healthcare workers and et cetera, that they work on Sunday. Sometimes non-essential jobs may take you out of services. I used to work second shift and, and I almost never could attend Wednesday night. And there was lots of Sunday night services that I couldn't attend. So was it sin for me to not come to church? I really don't think so. But I was here the rest of the time and when I wasn't working. Uh, sometimes things happen to keep you out of church. Sometimes you're on vacation or, or some other journey and you just can't attend a scriptural New Testament church. So is it sin? Well, again, I don't think so. No one has abandoned church yet in violation of Hebrews 10.25. But if you lay out when you can come or make up something so you can stay home and do something else, then I think it's sin. But one thing's certain, brother, uh, you got to be born again to be a member of the church. So if you're listening today, folks, and you're not a born again believer in Jesus Christ, uh, why don't you just do so right now? Wherever you're at uh, in this world, we are now in like 25 countries. Wherever you're at in this world, regardless of what you're doing or what you have done, today can be the day of repentance and salvation and hope for a life with Christ. So won't you just simply accept Christ today? And so as we conclude here, brother, and we see um, that truly is the biggest, biggest question what have you done with Christ? Because the rest of what we just said, it's kind of hard to, to, to answer unless you know Christ. Because why? Uh, that's first and foremost. You can't be a member of a Scripture New Testament church unless you've first been, uh, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Secondly, you're baptized. Uh, 
And by that, and that's a lesson for another time, but baptizo, full immersion, yeah. been baptized scripturally. And then uh, it's the Lord's desire for you to be a member of a New Testament church and to give him glory in doing so. Amen. And so to each and every one here, I don't know where you're listening from. You could be uh, listening anywhere from right here in good old VA, USA, or you could be listening in Timbuktu. Uh, but... Regardless, uh, our desire is that you come to know Jesus Christ, your Savior, and then find a Scripture New Testament church. And maybe, just maybe, you say, well, I don't have one in my area. I don't have one in my country. Uh, maybe God could use you. That's God right. could use you. That's right. And he could use you through another New Testament church to establish one in your country. So the end is limitless. The end is limitless with God. Anything's possible. You said there a minute ago that, you know, uh, what you do with Christ is the most important thing. But that, and your eternity, you know, now as you are, you always will be. You, I mean, you just, your body's what dies, your spirit lives forever. Amen. And it's only going to go one place or the other. That's right. And if you've accepted Christ and, and, uh, and, and, and accepted his payment for your sin, then uh, you go be go to heaven, be with him for eternity. But if you rejected Christ, you rejected that gift God has given you, then uh, then you'll spend your eternity in hell in everlasting punishment. I mean, people don't don't even want to preach about hell, but it is, if there's a heaven, brother, there is a hell. That's right. I mean, one necessitates the other one. That's right. And uh, you're either going one or the other. You're not going anywhere in the middle. You That's know? right. You will go to one or the other. And so, folks, if if you're here tonight, today, and you and you don't know Jesus, uh, simply just admit you're a sinner, uh, repent of your sins, uh, ask Jesus to come in your heart and save your soul, uh, and He will. Then get yourself and get yourself in a good New Testament church somewhere, you know, get and and start fellowshipping with each other and uh, start learning more about about the Lord. We'd love to have you here, but we know that, that we're way out of range for most of you, but. If you're in this area by some chance and you hear this broadcast, man, come on, give us a visit. Give us a look. We'll, man, we'll love you pieces here. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to close in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we thank you so much for all the many blessings you've given us, Lord. Thank you for this uh, lesson you've allowed us to prepare. And, and Father, I, I pray that it would be an encouragement. Lord, maybe there is one that's just been laying out. Maybe there is one that just has come up with another uh, excuse after another after another, Lord, to, to not be in service. And Father, I pray that you would just burden their heart, Lord. Uh, let them see what they're missing. And Father, I pray that if there's one here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they would make that decision for him before it's too late, Father. And then afterwards, that they would uh, find themselves a good scriptural New Testament church to be a part of, Lord, one that can love and and help them grow. And Father, all of this is only because of Jesus Christ. He's the one who called out the first church right on the shores of Galilee. He's the one that is worthy of all of our honor and glory and praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, brother, if, if, if somebody is listening and they're a member of the church, of a, of a good New Testament church somewhere, and, and they're always sick on Wednesday nights and on Sunday nights, they're not sick any other time of the week. You know, they be sick on Sunday morning, Sunday night. If they find their way to work on Monday morning, you know, uh, they 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 always sick and they you know they can't come to church. But you know they can't come to church on Sunday. But 
on Monday, they're heading off to go visit the grandkids somewhere or something. Uh, you know, if you're one of those folks, you need to get your heart right because you're not worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth like God has intended. Uh, you need to get in the word and, and, and repent of, because it's for you, that's sin for you. Uh, you need to repent of what, of what you're doing and, and get right with God. And, uh, and man, the more you read about him, the more you'll love him. And, you, and you'll get that stirring down in your soul uh, to come and worship him because only him is worth it. It's, it's built into every one of us. Worship is built in every one of us. You'll worship something, you know? Amen. And so we, we thank each and every one of you for listening. And uh, be sure to share, like, uh, definitely share the link if you're on uh, Spotify. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of y'all. We love each and every one of y'all. Until next time, God bless. Amen.